Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. You will never fucking believe it. But there are no less than four original, genuine, bona fide Ready Player Two hosts on the podcast tonight. So welcome to the Podpocalypse. Our first horseman is L. Yes! Yes! Which horseman will you, will you be portraying tonight, L? Death. Death. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this, I'm gonna get this that... out of the way now. I'm going to get this out of the way now because there's an obvious joke here, right? And I'm not going to use it. So I'm Pestilence. Tonight, tonight I am your host. I'm Rich and I'm Pestilence. We have Lewis, who would have been Pestilence had I not stepped in. So, Lewis, which horseman are you, will you be portraying tonight? Uh, can I be War? Is Pe- is war. war no. Am I, did I just make that up? No, War is definitely a, a horseman. Oh, and there right. we go. I'm farming yeah, him. Uh, oh, I was going to say that you were Dewey, but yeah, famine. Famine is the other one, isn't it? <laughs> And we have, we have Mr. Ross Bell. We have a full fucking complement of podcasters tonight. Hello, guys. Hello. Do you know what? Hello. I've bloody missed you lot. I really have. As much as, you know, you, you, you firmly get on my tits a lot of the time. The, the rest of the time, I do miss you. Yeah. Good job. Oh, okay. so, so Anybody miss me, or is it just is it just me? I've missed everyone. Um, oh, okay. Let's move on. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fine. Fuck <laughs> you, then. How are we all doing? I'm excited. I've actually played games in the last couple of weeks, so I've got some shit to talk about. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good. Suffering with tonsillitis again. Oh my god, you're like sick boy all the time. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Have you got know. some kind of congenital disorder or something? Or is it no, just face? Just my face. <laughs> just face. I've noticed because yeah. we we did ever so briefly video call earlier. You have got some variety of enormous beard right now. Mm, it I is do. an enormous beard. Yeah, I uh, yeah I haven't shaved for a little while. So for a little while, like because that that's like two months of growth on me. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the rest. The the last I think the last time I had a shave was Ross's birthday, and that was what oh, fucking hell February. February. See, that doesn't happen with me. I just start looking like Wurzel Gummidge after a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. How's your beard doing, El? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, moving on to the, uh, I don't know, 12-year mark now. <laughs> okay, well, that must, really, that must really be building up. What's it at? Like half a millimetre now? I can hide small children in there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, uh, uh, we're not going to talk about the last time you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Ross. It's the Operation New Free podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Ross, how is your beard and how is the baby that you are now hiding in it? Uh, my beard was required to be removed before I went to the hospital, so I looked like a oh, homeless person, no. apparently. What? I had to have a haircut what, just think, and what, a beard. Just in case so. you looked like you were there to steal a baby or yeah, something? Yeah, I was looking a bit mental. I had to have a haircut <laughs> and a beard shave, so yeah, that's all gone. It's coming back, though. That's, that that's not 
that's not the first time that I've heard an expect or a new father say that. A friend of mine <laughs> <clears throat> didn't shave for the entire time that uh, he was his wife was um, were, was giving birth. Yeah, yeah uh, was was expecting rather, and uh, yeah, she was like, "You have to shave it off before <laughs> you come to the hospital." Yeah, there's lots of pictures. So yeah, she said it would ruin the memory. It's gone. Did it, make... Your beard would ruin the memory. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She married you. Is that not enough? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Does the ruination not hit a peak at this point? The ruination I was wearing off slowly. <laughs> this is we're well out of the period now. We're well into the phase of having about an hour and a half sleep. Yeah. Uh, we, we're all amazing now. We're all feeling happy? Yes. How's life? How's life in general? Is work, life and happiness treating everybody well? I haven't been at work uh, for three weeks, so it's brilliant. That's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> Is this paternity leave or are you just a sick bastard like Lewis? I had two weeks paternity and I'm in the middle of two weeks holiday at the minute. It's a good plan. Yeah, full pay for four weeks. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, that is definitely a good plan. Suck it, full yeah. pay for four weeks. I didn't get full pay on my paternity leave anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, right, games. Let's jump right into games. Let's jump straight into it. Unless anybody has got any life-changing stories that are going to woo us, should we jump into some games? Yes. Yes. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um... I'm going to do a couple of my games, and then I'm going to move on to somebody else, because I've got an awful lot, and I do want to talk about them. So I'm just going to quickly say that I've, this week I've been playing FTL and Orcs Must Die 2. I know Ross isn't a massive fan of FTL, but have you played Orcs Must Die 2? No, I've seen it, though. We are going to have to get you on Orcs Must Die 2. <laughs> okay. Because it is an awful lot of fun. Unfortunately, it's only two uh, players. Sorry. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> sorry, it was the Silent Hill siren of my phone. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Professionalism. I thought it was like Silent Sorry. Silent Hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, Must Die 2. It's only co-op, so it's not four-player, but it's a really, really good game. I just got back into it because I felt like it. So me and one of my mates have been playing that. Really good game. Um, that's just a snippet. That's like a just just a little kind of snifter of the shit I've been playing this week. I'm going to uh, go to Ross because this should be quite quick. <laughs> Ross, what have you been playing this week? Very quick. Um, as I put in a running order, a whole lot of fuck all. I've had no time to do anything. Um, in the brief moments, mainly on the toilet, I've been playing um, Snooker 2012 on my iPad. Have you found that you've been spending a lot more time on the toilet? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got a bad stomach, darling. I'm just going to have to go to Lou. You feed her. Yeah. You feed her. Um, have, you, have you got a sling yet? Yes. She doesn't like it at all. What, the baby doesn't? No. Oh, really? Is it a sit-up one or a lie-down one? Uh, it does both, apparently. There's like oh. six or seven different positions she can go in, and I've not found one that she doesn't cry in. So. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> do you do the or do you just sit down? Uh, wander around, sit down, try everything. Oh, no. See, that was the best with me. Yeah. Not for a bit of a Because it, it, leaves, it leaves your hands free to use a control pad. So I played absolutely loads of Assassin's Creed after Emily was born. But... I managed to get her in a position where she can lay on my legs. Where I'm quite tall, it's quite oh, handy. So that's pretty good. Well, I used to play WoW. When Emily was about a month and a half old, mm. I used to, we, in front of my computer desk, I used to have a, the back of a sofa. Yeah. So I'd put my legs up on the sofa together, mm. and I'd lay her over my legs like a bridge. <laughs> and I'd have the keyboard in front of her, and I'd play WoW. Yeah, that's basically what I've been doing, but... Finding time to play any games is tricky. Yeah, you've just got to get him to sleep. Or yeah. play, you know, whiskey's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whiskey's no, pretty good. For the baby. Yeah. Not for the baby. I've got a bottle of that for my birthday. I'm not going to drink it myself, so I might as well give it to her. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> the, the bottle, she's spark out. Job done. <laughs> so, uh, you've been playing F-All. Yeah. Lewis, have you been playing F-All or have you been playing Amazing Sexy Things? 
Uh, well, neither. <clears throat> I haven't been playing anything particularly new. Uh, I play, been playing a bit of Smart As and Limbo on the Vita. Um, Smart As is, yeah, it's basically brain training, but for the PS Vita. Okay, fine. It was one of the freebie games on PS Plus and okay. Limbo, which is just amazing. Uh, I've yep. played that on probably three or four different platforms now. Um, yeah. Played a bit of Mario Party 8 on the Wii. Love it. Because, of course, that's what uh, what the Wii U is for, playing old Wii games. And uh, Simpsons tapped out still on the iPad. Wow. Really? Has that really grasped you? Not really grasped me. <clears throat> I played it when it came out, and I sort of stopped. And um, I just thought, uh, I don't really use the iPad for very much other than just browsing the web and Twittering. So I thought, well, I'd, um, I'd just get some sort of... Games I feel, I I feel like I've got to play it. Your house is full of consoles that you play because you feel like you have to. You've got a Wii U, you've got an <laughs> iPad. So well, I feel like I've got to play some, and a Vita. It's more a, more a case of I um like I can lay in bed and play it, or it, it it's not one of those games that you have to invest a lot of time in. So mm, that's true. That's the the benefit of the of these little kind of tappy games. Yeah, pretty much. Mario so, Party yeah. Eight is that just have you um been cheated out of winning by the computer yet because that's always always seemed to happen to me that's the whole of mario party that's that's I've the played, entire thing yeah i played three or four rounds um i played because <clears throat> at the time me and hazel only had one remote and one nunchuck yeah so <clears throat> we played one round between us and took it in turns with three other computer characters and i tell you what <laughs> by about we played 15 rounds and by round 10 we were both bored to tears because the computer char- <laughs> the computer characters end up playing against each other. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, this is shit." They're too good. Well, not even they're too good. Like I, <clears throat> I put them on. I think I would just put them on normal, mm. and it was just like, "Oh, it just takes takes too long." <laughs> <clears throat> and then I had some friends round on uh, last weekend. We started at nine o'clock. I played thirty rounds. <laughs> 30 uh, rounds yeah so you each get a turn 30 times and, yeah uh, yeah by the time i'm not even sure how far we got through but it got to about midnight and i was like i don't know about you guys but i'm really losing the will to live with this game because there was only <laughs> two only two of us playing so yeah i was like yeah fuck it switch it off l what joyous amazing things have you been playing i've been playing indie games Indie games, amazing indie, indie games, games. Or kind, kind of rubbish indie games. Yeah, they've been they've been pretty good actually. They've been pretty good. Um, uh, they've not well, they've not been awe shatteringly amazing, but they've been enjoyable. And in the end, that's all that really matters. Um, <laughs> indie games. That's kind of what you expect most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're just nice to to have a go on. I've not really had that much time to play anything, really. But these are the games that I've managed to kind of steal, I don't know, like a couple of minutes at a time just to come back to, play, get interrupted by a cat, remind myself (laughs) that I have work to do, go and do the work, come back, play a little bit more of the indie game. Um, I've been playing a selection of them. There's Iktsua, which is, it's kind of, it's like you're playing as an Inuit and you're in like, um, you're, you're just a person with a spear and you have to go hunting. And you have to either take down uh, like a, a moose or 
uh, a mammoth. Why did you say it like that? A moose. So interesting. A moose. A moose. Is it loose about the hoose? A moose. Yeah, that's What's... the only thing. That's the only thing. <laughs> I do sometimes forget your age. <laughs> is, it not, is it not loose about the hoose? No, did, uh... No, it's just what's what you saying? Okay, is... anybody, anybody that's old enough to get that reference will be giggling now. But uh, as Ross is, yeah. sorry, continue. Tweet it us. was, it's a ref- yeah, it's a reference for people that were that were around probably ten in, years ago. Yeah, the late nineties, I would say, watching TV. Goo. Sorry, carry on. Goo. You you have to go hunting, and it's it's quite enjoyable. I I like the the atmosphere of it. Um. It's it was it was really fun. If you just want to lose yourself for a couple of minutes in a like a landscape, go hunting. That's pretty good. Um, not all shatteringly amazing gameplay. Got very really pissed off that you've got like this cape and you've got to keep it on, otherwise you will freeze. But you can't throw spears with it on. So you have to take it off in the middle of the fucking Arctic snow and be like, yeah, oh, I'm just gonna leave this off while I go and hunt this bison. <laughs> no way, it's gonna rut me whilst I'm trying to get this cape back on. And oh, it, it really irritates me. Um, but it was fun, it was fun nonetheless. Uh, deeper sleep, were, I had I had a lot of fun on. It's a like quite a dark game, just a point and click puzzle. And it's it's like a little horror thing really so but it was pretty good it had the same atmosphere as like a lot of other indie indie horror games do you know very staticky looking 2d graphics mm. and uh sadako chasing you from behind a wall of boxes you know that <laughs> kind of thing um i'm just like it looks, yeah, it looks kind of like lone survivor yeah very very similar aesthetic to it but yeah, it's it didn't last that long, it, but it was short and sweet. It was a pretty good one. It was a pretty good one. Um, nice and atmospheric, and good puzzles as well. I enjoyed it. Um, another game I played was The Very Organised Thief. That's a brilliant name. I have played so much of this game. Um, as the title suggests, you're going a-thieving. Um, you're in a house, and you have a list of things to steal, and you've got to do it before the owner comes home and beats you. Um, and beats you? Yeah, it, the, the owner of the house literally comes over and starts like wailing on you, and you're like, no, no! You get hit too many times, because you've been subdued by the owner of the house. <laughs> you have failed. <laughs> no! Um, so you've got to go around, steal everything, find the code to the safe to steal like the monies, and then you have to go... But if they're outside the house, if the owner of the house is outside the house, then you can't leave through a certain door. And you just, like, got to wait until they open the door. And then you're like, ah, fool, sucker, split <laughs> second, and I can open it. <laughs> um, I really, I quite enjoyed it. It was really, really fun. Um, again, no no story, no nothing like that. Don't do it if you want to be, like, absorbed for, for a little bit. It's just like, yeah, I want to play a game of gameplay. Let's do this thing. Um, and I also played Space Expedition, which is a 2D platformer, but uh, as the majority of the indie games are. Um, <laughs> but I I liked it. It had a nice look to it. It had a nice feel to it. Just going around generic 2D platformer. English can leave a little bit to be desired, but <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. I, I liked it. I liked it. Good. Wow, that was loads of interesting games and half of them I've never even heard of. Yeah, yeah, I know. Were you just feeling indie-ish? Um, I did, well, the the thing is, like, when you don't have 
a lot of time to get really into a game. That's why I've not played Dark Souls 2. I'd freaking love to play Dark Souls 2 right now, but I just don't have the time to invest into it. Just got enough of an eight-day work streak. And I just, I can't, you know, I come home... And I'm like, oh yeah, gotta gotta do more work, and then I've got to tidy, and then somehow find the time to play with the cats, <laughs> and I get all about five minutes to do something. Uh, so indie games, they they've got a very very short lifespan, yeah, and yeah. so you can just pick up, play, and be like, yeah, it was pretty good. And I find then- I find the le- most of the time I find the learning curve on indie games to be much much quicker as well. You can usually just kind of go for it, and you don't need to spend too much time working out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's very, very easy to pick up and play. A lot yeah. of them. A lot of them are. Well, I've done some of that this week as well, but I fell into the trap of unfortunately picking indie games that were not that easy. Well, they were easy to pick up. They're fucking almost impossible to put down. <laughs> that was my biggest issue. So I played some more Tomb Raider, which is still an amazing game. It's a bit long. Mm. I never thought I'd say this about a game, but it's a bit long. It's It gets kind of repetitive after a while. It's not bad. It's not a bad game by any stretch, but... I was starting to feel like I was coming to the end of this game. You know, my enjoyment of this game is now kind of being exhausted. And you're still eight she's, hours to go. She's still fucking going. <laughs> she's still going. I'm 22 hours into a game, and I, I don't, I don't dislike that it's quite long, but it is quite repetitive. Yeah. It doesn't change all that much when you get, you know, into your 20th or 21st hour, and it's like uh, I started trying to play the multiplayer, which is okay, but everybody else is way better than me, so I stopped doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So instead, I decided that I, finally I was going to play Don't Starve. Yeah. Oh my word, that was a bad idea. So <laughs> that's, this what? is another game I'm really, really bad at. So uh, oh, the problem, okay. the, the problem is that like on my very first go, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was just like shitting myself every time it got dark and setting fire. <laughs> Turns out that that's not a great idea. So I had like a little campsite that I was like holding up on like stockpiling shit in in the day and i planted loads of trees around this like hoping that these trees were going to protect me because i didn't realize that i could do anything else so i just started planting loads of trees in a circle around this campfire that i was building and then i completely ran out of wood and the only thing that i had on me was a torch and it's like just gone night and the shit coming at me and my sanity bar is nothing (laughs) and there's like shadows making weird shit going i'm just like fuck you so i set fire to one of the trees that was an enormous mistake so i'm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was just like I just died in a horrible fiery conflagration. It was just I couldn't do anything about it, and I was I'm just not very good. And then I don't get it. I think that's big, my biggest problem. And in other games, you like you hunt stuff, you get like meat, you cook the meat, you like make basic things. This has got a fucking science machine that yeah. you make all kinds of crazy stuff out of. I don't think I really understood it. I also made the mistake of I built when I finally worked out that I could build walls. I built a massive wall all the way around my campsite and then didn't realise that I had to actually give myself a way out. <laughs> so I got stuck in my campsite and couldn't work out how to get out of it. <laughs> and starved to death. Well, that's oh so the direct God. opposite of what a game's supposed to be, Rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the opposite of what you meant to do. I, in fact, starved. So, yeah. But I still enjoy it. It's really good. I just need to get better at it. Um, another one that I picked up because uh, loads, of people, loads of people have been talking about it and I thought I was finally going to have to play it was Prison Architect. Love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Who, who else here has got this? Me. Nope. Yeah. Oh my god. Has anybody else played uh, Theme Hospital? Yes. Everyone, yeah. surely. Yes. Okay, so Theme Hospital is amazing. Yeah. This is Theme Hospital with a slightly more... It's, just, it's got a, a darker atmosphere, like a, a dark <laughs> comedy aspect to it because it's a prison, obviously. 
but it's excellent. It's just got it's got the feel of Theme Hospital for me. The, the one major thing that it's missing right now, and granted, it's only an alpha, so we can't slam it too much, mm. is uh, it needs multiplayer. Yeah. Multiplayer would be amazing. The, the multiplayer on Theme Hospital, which was just, in effect, two of you had hospitals next to each other. Yeah. And, and like, uh, and patients could decide which hospital they want, wanted to go to to get the best care. And you could send, like, garbage bombs to the other person's hospital. <laughs> that kind of thing would be amazing. <laughs> I like the idea. I, I would love it if you could have a prison and you're near another prison and you're try- trying to be a better prison so that people send you more prisoners and you get more money. So you kind of help prisoners escape from the other prison. <laughs> Sick of that kind of stuff. thing. Yeah, that'd be wicked. It's like send, sending cutlery. <laughs> you know, mail-in files and things like that. It'd be amazing. But no, Prison Architect, has, it absolutely got me hooked to hell. I was playing an absolute ton of that. It does get to a point where it gets a bit stale. Mm. Once you've got a kind of self, like a self-surviving prison that you don't really need to do very much with, you get to a point where you start thinking, I'm kind of bored now. Yeah, you just watch it. But, yeah, you just kind of sit there and watch it. And you can make it bigger, but you think, well, this is about as big as I need it to be. I don't need it to be any bigger. If I start trying to make it bigger now, I'm just going to fuck it all up and it's all going to go wrong. <laughs> but you can sell it, you can sell your prison, and then you can use the money that you sold the prison for to start your next prison with a massive starting wallet. Yeah. Which is nice, <laughs> but that's amazing. Um, I then played Space Engineers. Who else has played this? <gasps> yes! I've seen this on the front page of Steam every time I've gone there. I've never not yeah. bought it yet. It looks, it looks amazing, right? So it looks great. I'm thinking, this is Minecraft in space, mixed with EVE, mixed with like some other cool stuff. I've got to do this. I've got to play it. I played this game for about 45 minutes. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. <laughs> I spent the majority of the time floating around and not really understanding how to get back to the space station that I just floated away from. <laughs> I then spent the rest of the time trying to fly back to the space station that I just floated away from. I finally realized that I could get into one of the little spaceships that was near the space station that I was floating away from. So I got into that and promptly crashed it through the side of the space station. Um, and then couldn't work out how to fix it. I then realised that I could open a menu to put blocks down to build another spaceship, which I then tried to do and made some kind of like disastrous, self-exploding <laughs> mess that just God. didn't work. Um, yeah, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. It looks great. I'm sure it's amazing if you can work out how to play it, but I played it for about 45 minutes and I, I rage quit in the end because I couldn't work out what the <laughs> fuck was going on. Probably just me, but I, I've played complicated games. I'm a gamer. I'm a PC gamer. I will play alphas. I play betas. Didn't get it. I did not get, I did not understand what so the fuck funny. I was meant to be doing with this game. <laughs> Other people that have played this will now be going, you are a fucking tard. And my <laughs> friends, you are not wrong. But I just couldn't get it. I just I didn't understand what the fuck I was meant to be doing. I went over to an asteroid. I started trying to mine the asteroid. I wasn't doing it. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Just floated around. Just fucking. Eventually, I just got pissed off and quit. Um, so that that was that one. And the final game, because I I played that. I played um, Space Engineers, and I, I I wanted a game to fly around in space. I've really wanted for a long time. I've really wanted Freelancer. I want to play Freelancer, but I can't play Freelancer. I played it to death. I played it a whole bunch of times, and it's um, an amazing game, but it has not aged like a fine wine. Um, so I want to play something else. And in order to try and stop myself from playing Eve, um, because Eve is the soul-sucking whore of the internet, I decided that I was going to look around to see if I could find any other games that are similar to Freelancer. And one of the recommendations that came up quite a lot was a game called Evercron Mercenary. I doubt anybody here has played this game, and with bloody good cause. So, Evercron Mercenary is... I don't really know how to describe it. It's a bit of an issue. What's that? 
not been able to describe it. Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's how I imagine flight simulator in space would be. <sighs> right? There are more dials, knobs, readouts, fucking numbers on this screen. I do not understand what the fuck is going on. It, I did the tutorial. The tu- tutorial took me the better part of 40 minutes. Now that should tell you something, right? Oh my god, it's amazing. It's got, you've got, I mean, you've actually got inertia, which I kind of like. You don't actually have to accelerate because you're in space. There's nothing to slow you down. There's barely any friction. So you accelerate in a direction. You can then turn off your inertial dampeners and rotate your spaceship without losing your initial inertia. So you're still traveling in the direction that you originally accelerated in. How many times did I crash this fucking thing because of that? Absolutely no idea how to fly this ship. It took me ages to get the hang of just flying the bastard ship. But then on top of that, you've got to, like, when you're trying to dock at a station, or the worst one, you're trying to dock on a plane, you're trying to land on a planet to sell something. You've got to have exactly the right, like, entry velocity. You've got to have the right angle of descent, otherwise you just burn up and explode. I only wanted to sell some fucking sheep. This shouldn't be that difficult. All I want to do is click a button that says dock. It took me 20 minutes to dock at a planet. (laughs) That's not getting me anywhere. That's not helpful. I got into one firefight and that was with a drone and it nearly won. This is another example of people taking a game that should be fun and turning it into a simulator with bunny ears. I don't want a simulator in space. There is no simulating space. I just want a game that is enjoyable to play. Stop making it so I need to fucking carry around blood packs with my own blood type on them, you tards. <laughs> yeah, but it's preparing you, Rich. It's preparing you for the real world of space it's travel. The harsh realities of space flight. <laughs> <laughs> zombies in space, yeah, I understand. It's, it's preparing me. No, I was kind of excited. I wanted to play this. And it's got some nice little effects. Like, if you're in the cockpit and if you're in the kind of... Um, the wing commander view so you're in the cockpit and you start turning there's a nice little effect where kind of your head turns slightly more than the actual cockpit so it actually feels like you're banking and steering and pitching and yawing and all the rest of it but the rest of the game is so fucking dull and the person the person that designed the the 3d character model or the 3d models in the game and the person who designed the menu system are clearly two entirely different people that weren't talking to each other. Either that or somebody who's got a serious case of bipolar disorder and complete inability to use a mouse with the other hand. Because the menus in this game were fucking atrocious. So yeah, if anybody out there is in any way anchoring for uh, Freelancer, just play Freelancer. Because this game is not worth it. Either that or or X, or like X Rebirth or something, because that's going to be my next attempt. But... No, Evercron Mercenary is not for me. <laughs> so um, there you go. That's the end of the shit that I've been playing this week. But yeah, I'm quite happy. I got quite a lot in. It's compared the worst to my games normal... you've ever played, I think. I think it is compared to my normal smattering of bollocks. That was pretty. <laughs> that was way more than a smattering of bollocks. That was an entire cascade <laughs> of bollocks. Right then, so that's that's everything we've been doing this week. Are we going to have a, a, sh- a short breakette and then launch into some news? Hi. Ooh, breakette. Yes, Are quite shall. Yes, mmm, shell, what, what? Right, break out, and we'll be back in a moment. If I asked you what a Couchmaster is, could you tell me what that is? I'm actually curious, because I call myself a Couchmaster. Maybe it's because I spend a lot of hours sitting on my couch playing video games, watching movies, doing nothing, 
So, if I'm not really good at sports or video games, but I'm really good at sitting on a couch, would that make me a couch master? I think so. My name is John Riley. I am the head of the Couch Masters. We run a little website that does product reviews as far as video games, peripherals, headphones. We also do a podcast called The Couch Masters. You can find us at couchmasters.wix. That's W-I-X dot com forward slash TCM1. Or you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash sit and be merry. It's all one word. S-I-T. A-N-D-B-E-M-E-R-R-Y. Just like merry old jolly London, all right? Thank you very much for taking your time to ask the question, what is a couch master? And I hope you enjoy the rest of the Ready Player Two podcast. These guys are awesome. My favorites, podcast from London. Screw Ricky Gervais. We're back. <laughs> it's news. We're doing some stuff with news. Um, there's loads of news this week. There's loads, loads of shit going down. Um, I'm not going to start with Nintendo news because that's far too fucking exciting. It will, it will peak me far too early. Um, so who who wants to take the first piece of non-Nintendo news? Yeah, I will. Ooh, ooh, Lewis right in there. Go on then, Lewis. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys remember playing it. Uh, Dying Light? Yes. Basically yep. Dead Island crossed with um, Mirror's Edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mirror's Edge. Um, unfortunately, that has been put back until or delayed until 2015. Oh, wow. February. That's a that's a fucking massive pushback, isn't it? February 2015. So yeah, um, they've uh, Techland have basically said that it will give them time to perfect the light, uh, perfect dying lights, natural movement, which is intended to give players significant freedom of movement across the game's open world. Techland. I'll be honest. Oh, okay. Didn't I'll be honest. It played quite well when we played it at uh, when we played it at Eurogamer last year. So, I mean, it can only mean good things. I would hope so. The one thing that I did notice when you go when you were playing at Eurogamer last year is that the the free running was was looked quite fluid. It was a bit <clears> broken <throat> in places, but it looked for the most part quite fluid. The combat also looked pretty fluid, and it was quite entertaining with drop kicking <clears> and all the rest of it. However, there wasn't much correlation between the two things. No. There was there wasn't a lot of you know you, you free ran for a bit then you stopped and did combat then you free ran for a bit. Mm. I'm hoping that this means that they're kind of merging those two elements because I really really like the idea that you free run and you almost don't stop and just kind of bounce between a few enemies smacking Eagle them around kick. the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then did kind of almost ricochet off one and then onto a wall and keep going. Yeah. Mm. Did you actually play it? No, I didn't. I, we started to get into the queue, but then we realised that... The, I mean, the guys were being really good and, let, and letting us get interviews and stuff in, so we figured yeah. it would be better to get a couple of you on there and then uh, yeah. and film you and talk about it. But it, it looked very yeah. good. It looked quite entertaining. Yeah, because I, I think you guys were watching and filming me, and I probably wasn't the greatest example of how to play the game. because <laughs> yeah, I played it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I just thought... I would just just rubbish at it. So <laughs> I think that's okay. Though. I mean, we watched. I watched a few other people as well. It looks entertaining, but the the problem that you've got is games that have done this before have probably, if anybody's played any of these games, Mirror's Edge. It was a great idea, but in the long run, it kind of left a bit of a bitter taste. Blink yeah. did a very very similar thing. Anything that tries to do first person free running in this way, it's great when you're doing the free running. But as soon as you try to introduce another game element, it falls apart. Mm. So Mir- yeah. Mirror's Edge, free running, great. Stealth, <laughs> fuck off. Combat, not a chance. Blink, 
free running, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't quite as good as Mirror's Edge. But again, with, at the same time, the, the free running and the combat had absolutely no relation to each other. It yes. was like you were playing two separate games. So the hope is, especially since a lot of the combat in this is um, melee, it's not, you know, there are guns in it, I think, but there's not a lot of guns, is there? No, it's mainly no. wrenches and kicking. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping that they can kind of make a nice balance between the free running and the combat and make it flow between both. That'd be brilliant. Six months is a big old pushback, though. It's better that they they kind of polish it and then send it out and it'd be good than just push for the release date that they already said and it coming out like a pile of jam and just... Bleh. Well, yeah, Techland yeah. made Dead Island and that was buggy as shit, wasn't it, the first one? <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to respect companies, though, unless there's a real stupid reason for it. There was a slew, not all that long ago, you know, we're talking six or so years ago, of games that just weren't ready. And yeah. the, the suits behind the games were forcing them to be released because they wanted return on their investment. And it, it was bad. It was bad for the game industry and it made a lot of the, of the very, very big and well-deserving game, game development companies look like idiots because they were released far too early. Hopefully, more companies will do this kind of thing and say and just step up and say, it's not ready. <laughs> it's just not ready. And rather than releasing the subpar product, we're going to take it on the chin and say to you guys, it ain't ready. We're going to release it when it is. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. I would rather get a bit annoyed now and play an amazing game later than get excited now, buy a game that wasn't ready and just be pissed off for the rest of, rest of all time. Mm. Because it's like Dead Island. Dead Island, six months down the road after it got released, was an excellent game. Yeah, after they so it. many, So many people never went back to it because it was so buggy on release. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes, it makes all the difference in the world, I think, spending a little bit of extra time on it. So mm. that's pretty good. good. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> they do, yes. exactly. Or spend extra time making games. <laughs> so who wants an L? Would you like the next one, or does Ross want to jump in with the next piece of news? Um, L, you can take it. Okay, well, seeing as we're on the delay in note, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online has been delayed by six months on consoles. Just on consoles. Just on consoles. Do you know how I read this when I saw this? I read this as, we're effectively going to use PC gamers as a pay-for beta test yep. <laughs> before we bring it out on consoles. That's exactly <laughs> how I read that, yeah? Because there is absolutely no reason from a technical standpoint that this game should not be released on both consoles and PC at the same time. It's the same fucking game. If it's working on PCs, it will work on consoles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine that they don't... I mean, let's face it, MMOs on consoles have not exactly rocked thine world yet. <laughs> and there's a big-ass yeah. reason WoW has not tried to break into the console market. And let's face it, WoW is enormous. Yeah. Oh, and they've just oh, they've, wow. they've to, take, to take the stance that they're not going to try and break into the console market. There's a fucking big reason for that. Console gamers will not stand for the kind of shenanigans that us PC gamers have got to put up with, with MMOs. There's a lot of bugs, there's a lot of balance problems, and there's a lot of having to bear with it when while the devs sort their shit out. Because to start with, they'll release a patch that they think is amazing. And no amount of whining on their forums will tell them otherwise. And then four months down the road, they'll finally realise that they made one class or another far too powerful, and all the people that have been bitching about it for the last four months were absolutely spot on. So they'll try and fix it and completely fuck up one of the other classes instead. <laughs> so when you, you can't do that kind of shit on a console, people will get much, much more angry. And people on consoles don't have a tendency to go on forums and talk about this kind of stuff. They'll just they'll argue or complain with their wallets. They'll trade the game in, they'll stop fucking playing it. Mm. And then, and then it will get bad press or bad reviews or word of mouth will spread around and the game just won't do very well. And all the investment that they had to spend on developing the game on the consoles in the first place will be completely wasted. 
So mm. they're using us as beta testers, L. <laughs> I'm not this playing the fucking doesn't thing doesn't make me happy. happy. Well, no, because I'm like, well, do you know what? You can freaking sort your life out first. Make sure yeah. that it works right, and then I'll come and play it. But uh, until then, uh, I think I'm keeping my monies. Yep. I'll say this now as well. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Make a free fucking trial. How difficult is it? This is oh, an ex- I know. Buying an MMO or buying it into an MMO is an expensive fucking thing. How much does it hurt you to give us a five-day free trial? Yeah, or even a five days. You know, it doesn't have to be long. Three-day trial. Lock the account down so we can't trade anything or buy anything or do anything with the auction house. Fuck it. Lock it down so we can't even chat. Just let us play the fucking game to see what it's like. (laughs) If you don't do that, it just makes us think that the game's shit because you don't want us to try it out before we have to fork out 50 quid for the fucking thing. Yeah. I know, right? So there you go. "Mm, This is going to trap me in, isn't it? Fudge that. Let's go back to WoW. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. I, I don't accept any substitutes. Why, for the same price as a Porsche, why would you buy a Ford that looks a bit like a Porsche? <laughs> yeah, why would you? There's it's just no point. Uh, I'd just... I'd, anyway, there you mm. go. So, they better sort <laughs> that shit out. Right, anyway, another piece of news. I think it's Ross's turn now. Yeah, Dark Souls 2 has sold a shitload in the uh, West. Uh, a metric shit turn, I think, is actually the, the official term. That's <laughs> the official weight. Uh, 1.2 million copies in the West, apparently. <laughs> Just uh, in the Western region. Since its release on the 11th of March. That, and that, that is was a lot. From the 11th to the 31st of March, mostly. Fucking hell. Not bad. From the 11th to the 31st of March, it sold that many. Yeah. So that's more than Titanfall. Now, you may, you pointed this out earlier, that it is out on more platforms. However, in March, it wasn't out on more platforms, I don't think. No, it's not on PC, isn't it? Yeah, so well, that's an awful lot. And that's more than I would have expected Dark Souls 2 to sell, to be honest, especially in the West. There's an awful lot of sadists out there. But it's so good. <laughs> There's an awful lot of people out there that enjoy punishing their, yeah. themselves. How's their queen? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my Sorry. god! Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I've got I've got happy happy feelings for for Titan. I, I must admit because when you th- see things like Titanfall, you expect that that's going to sell. That's going to sell. Mm. Titan Titanfall looks like you know I know it doesn't look like Modern Warfare, but it feels like a Modern Warfare style game. It feels like the kind of big AAA title that is just going to sell well. Dark Souls Two strikes me as being for people who don't get out of their basement very often. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, people like punish themselves with whips or computer games that make you bleed by the eyeballs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's done very well. So obviously, well done. Mm. Good job. Right, I've got a, a vaguely exciting piece of news that's probably not actually all that exciting, but maybe I am just getting overexcited. Um, so Microsoft has posted a job listing on its careers site um, asking for a principal software developer engineer to join Microsoft Studios at its headquarters in Redmond, Washington. Uh, and it says that Microsoft Studios are looking for a highly experienced senior games developer to help build and lead the team for a new AAA title within an established and well-loved strategy game franchise. Mm. So, strategy game franchises that Microsoft have come out with. Halo Wars. Mm. Now, I would not class that as well-loved. Also, it's only one game, so I would not (laughs) class it as a franchise. So the other one um, by Microsoft Studios is Age of Empires. Now, Age of Empires is a well-loved franchise, and I would really, really fucking like a new Age of Empires game. Is that just me? It might just be me. Elle, did you ever play Age of Empires? Oh, this might... Uh, actually, thinking about ages now, this might be a bit... <laughs> bit, 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 bit new. 
Hang well, on. That's just, uh, playing that, you played StarCraft, so probably not. I have. I have played StarCraft. Let me have... <gasps> I think I have, actually. Age Hang of Empires on. 2. One of the best strategy RTSs of all time. I think I have. She had an amazing... <gasps> yes! I remember this! Yes! Yes! This four elephants on the walls. It was an amazing game. I freaking remember this! Yes! I really freaking like this game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So Age of Empires 2 is one of the best real-time strategy games of all time. It also had one of the most amazing cheats of all time, um, where I can't even remember what the cheat code was. But in effect, you've got a game in which you've got a load of people going around with camels... Horses, swordsmen, uh, there is nothing more technologically advanced with that. If you type this cheat code in, it spawned in a Dodge Viper with twin guns. Oh my god. It was the most amazing thing in the world. And most of the time, if you were playing online, or I say online because we all have 56k modems at the time, <laughs> um, if you were playing like multiplayer, the other person who was playing against you probably didn't even notice that you'd left cheats on. <laughs> So you just spawn like 20 of these fucking Dodge Vipers and just fucking rock on into their base and rip them a new one. So, yeah, there you go. I'm kind of excited about that. It might not be Age of Empires. It might be something different. I honestly can't think of anything else that, that has come out of Microsoft Game Studios in a, in a beloved real-time strategy kind of genre. No. I, I could be wrong. It's definitely not another Halo Wars. It, I don't know. <laughs> was. It better not be. <laughs> oh, my God. That was rubbish. Okay, great. Um, have we got another piece of news, or are we are we delving into the Nintendo news now? Does, I think we might have a, 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 a two pieces of Nintendo news. Am I right, or is that are we reaching too far? Pokemon no, two is pieces. technically no, no, two Nintendo pieces. news, isn't it? I think Pokemon is technically Nintendo news. Yeah. I think Pokemon is definitely Nintendo news. Lewis, do you want to take the Pokemon Nintendo news? Yeah, I'll take the Pokemon news. Um, on Thursday, no. We're on Thursday today. On Wednesday, um, Pokemon and the company Pokemon and uh, Nintendo announced that there will be uh, Omega Re uh, Ruby rather and Alpha Sapphire. Oh wow! Are going to be coming out in November this year. <clears throat> They're effectively going to be remakes of Ruby and Sapphire, which were the Gen Three games, which I believe are actually remakes of red and blue i was gonna say yeah these remakes of the original two games um if you follow the timeline back i think they're pretty much going to be the remakes of red and blue but <clears throat> uh they're going to be made they're being made in the x and y engine so it's going to be 3d and it's not going to be like the completely top-down view like yeah. it was oh, it's going to be so, so good i'm so excited yeah, well, i can't, can't yeah. wait to be shoved in the back of a van again <laughs> <laughs> my word they're um they're doing pretty well keeping this up to date i think i think they're managing to keep this relevant even though they're there what this has got to be this has got to be somewhere in the region of the 30th sequel now hasn't it if you um, count both games in every generation that they bring out this has got to be somewhere in the region of 30 games they've now released yeah yeah pretty much um I, i'm not sure how many games there actually are in top uh, in total but a fucking lot. There's got to be a. I mean, there was a load on the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance. There was it was on the um on the Nintendo 64. You had Pokemon Snap and all the other spin-offs of that as well. And then on the GameCube, the, uh, were they on the GameCube? They must have been. Yeah, there was, well, there some was a stadium, wasn't it? Pokemon Stadium Pokemon on the stadium. N64. That was on, yeah, and oh. then all yeah, going all the way through Wii, Wii U, all the handhelds that they've had out in between the DSs. Yeah, 24 in total. 24. I wasn't far off. No, that's a lot of fucking games since 1996 till 2014. 
18 that years. That is an awful lot of games. Is that the... Um, is that just the handhelds, or is that all the... Um, it starts with red and green. Um, Does that include spin-offs like Pokemon Snap? No, this is just, I think, the, the Pokemon the handheld. handheld games, yeah. Mm. Like Ruby I think and Sapphire. Things like, I think if you add things like Snap and Stadium and, and the other ones, I reckon you're coming up... You, it's got to be 30. Oh, yeah, well over. Fucking hell. For something that's that's been going so long and has released so many games, they're doing alright. Yeah. And I don't think that you'll find many other games companies that could get away with bringing two different copies of the same game out at the same time and not have people bitch and moan at them. <clears throat> no, there are a couple of other game companies that have done similar things. Uh, I believe Inazuma 11, which is another Nintendo, uh, another 3DS game. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the yeah, that that's done the same thing. Like they released two different versions of the same game. You've got to be bloody careful. I mean, they get away with it, with Pokemon, I think, because they've always done it. But can you imagine if they brought out a Modern Warfare game? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same fucking game, but you get different guns. Can you imagine yeah. a fucking uproar there? You get different. <laughs> these get these guns are red and these guns are blue. Do you want the final number of the games? Oh, have you got the total? Spin-offs, forty-five in total. Jesus. <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> Way above I thought. That's not including the new ones as well. I'd love to know the exact the, the the overall turnover, the amount that they've made out of all of those games since they started making them. Oh, yeah. oh, I love the money. <laughs> it's astronomical. It's got to be absolutely. I bet Nintendo are fucking going nuts because this is not a Nintendo. It's it's um a Nintendo only franchise because of a deal they have with Nintendo. But it's not Nintendo. Don't have. You know, really, any involvement in this? It's a game company that happens to make games for Nintendo consoles, isn't mm. it? So, I mean, Nintendo have got to be shitting themselves if these people ever decided that they were going to fuck off somewhere else. Yeah. You know, Nintendo have got to be in trouble, especially since they passed up Skylanders. They haven't done another game on another system. Every one of those forty-five games is on a Nintendo-based system. That's pretty much every good Nintendo game that's come out in the last fourteen <laughs> years. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, fine. Have we got official Ross Nintendo news? I have. I've just got one more quick little fact for you. Fun fact, okay. So, how much they are per per units? They've sold 245 million units as of March 31st last year. So, sorry, that, that combined, the Pokemon franchise sold 245 million units as of Two... basically a year ago. What? Between how many games? Sorry, 45. Hang on a minute. I'm just adding zeros to this. <laughs> so that is, I can't, I can't even count that. Hang on, uh, that is an equivalent of 5.5 million units per game. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee you, the games that came out in 1995 did not sell that many. No, no, this... by any stretch of the imagination. So the amount that the ones that have come out recently must have sold to bring that average up is unfucking believable. There's a, it's got a few Guinness World Records as well. <laughs> Most oh successful God. RPG series of all time. Suck on that, Zelda. Game series <laughs> with the most spin-offs. And yep. the most photosensitive <laughs> epileptic seizures caused by, caused by a TV oh show. My God. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> caused by the TV show? Yeah. And that's after all of those like Japanese seizure robot shows. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. How Pokemon isn't that seizure-inducing, is it? 
Well, I don't know. No idea. Isn't it like censored before it reached us in the Western Hemisphere? Because I mean, we missed out yeah, on probably. on James I... from Team Rocket. We're in the bikini. Really? I know. I know. Dragon Ball Z was heavily censored. I know a lot of the uh... flat other scenes were really heavily censored. I know in Dragon in Dragon Ball Z, there's an awful lot of um of Master whatever his face is like pinching the ass of women because he's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a lech. That completely gets cut out in the in the uh, Western versions of it, so I would imagine that it's probably quite different in the in the the old Eastern regions. Mm. But oh, still, that's an astronomical amount of games. That's an awful lot of money. Yeah. That's not bad for a card game. <laughs> no. It isn't bad, is it, for yeah, a card game? That is so true. I think they've done okay for themselves there. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Pokemon. We did okay, Pokemon. <laughs> you did, yeah. Good. We tip our hat to you. Uh, so, do we have actual Nintendo news? Do we have official sanctioned jingle worthy Nintendo news? Yeah, you gave me a really good um, feed line as well, but I pissed all over it. We're giving you more Pokemon facts. Oh, okay. We well, edit that back in. <laughs> Would you like me to say it again? I, I can't believe Nintendo passed up on Skylanders. Yeah, so Nintendo have announced um, another expensive peripheral. Yay! Yay! New product genre will serve as a first example of actively utilising character IP. What? Yeah, that sounds like business speak like to me. That's marketing bollocks if ever I heard mm. it. Isn't an IP an intellectual property? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, the gist of the the peripheral, it, there'll be. I think it'll be one for the um, Wii U and one for the 3DS yes. um, and 2DS. <clears throat> uh, basically, it's going to be the same as the Disney Infinity and um, the Skylanders type hardware. Yeah. So you can buy. Into, uh, you can buy figures and uh, standees for different characters uh, from, from different franchises in the Nintendo universe um, and use them in in games. So I think one of the, the prime examples of this is going to be uh, Super Smash Brothers, for instance. Oh, yeah. So you can take a character and drop it into Super Smash Brothers. Um, and then battle with that character. Okay. Um, Do you know the only way I would like this? The only sorry to cut you off, but just quickly, right. the only way I would actually like this is if the game itself was very cheap. So if if they said, okay, the game, so the, the new Super Smash Brothers game is a tenner, mm. or you but you digital download or whatever it is, but you only get like one character with that. If you want to play additional characters, you've got to buy the figures. So you buy these figurines, and you can use them across multiple consoles. So you've bought the game, so you now own the game across the multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. But for every character that you want to have, or like every extra level or zone or whatever it is you want, you buy this figurine, and you pop it on the little... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Platform thing. And then you can play the additional content. I, would, I don't think I'd have that much of a problem with that. The issue that I've got with this model across all of the different games that are using it is that the game is full price. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the key issues that I had with uh, Disney Infinity and to unlock additional character, uh, unlock additional bits in the game. As I've said before, you have to buy. It's not just one character. You have to buy, I think, the the packs, uh, yeah, yeah. 35, 35 quid. So that's for two characters and the story pack. That's a fucking game. And if you like, yeah, if you tend to buy games in the Steam sales, that's five fucking games. <laughs> yeah. You know, for for a couple of extra characters and a level, that's it's just way too much. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I like I said, it's not something that I, I don't know. I think I might get into it just for the collectibles, mm. but not not so much for the additional software and stuff. So, I think if they maybe... mixed it up, you know, if they mixed up the the Pokemon idea with this, so you had like say collectible cards, and you had. I don't know, let's say you, three three cards makes a set. And if you've got that set of cards, you put them on the platform and they've each got a little NFC chip in it. And if it, if it detects all three cards at the same time, you get a character or you get an upgrade or whatever it is you get, you get that thing. And that yeah. way you can buy cards that are random packs of cards. You don't know what you're going to get in them. You've got a trading game so you can trade with other people that have got cards and build up sets and stuff like that. And you get to unlock characters and stuff that you can play in that game. That, again, wouldn't be that much of a problem. And probably in the long run, they'd probably make more money out of that because you're buying loads of sets of cards and you have no idea whether you're going to get anything good or not. Yeah. But at least that's a game. At least it's something yeah. to do and something to like work towards rather than just spending a stupid amount of money on these figurines and, and just like playing an extra level or playing with an extra character. I mean, the extra, the extra levels I get, but the extra characters don't give you anywhere near enough content to be worth the money that you have to spend on them. No. no. It's Nintendo's MOLO, isn't it? It is, but I mean, they've fallen, the the, they fallen into the same trap with um, with Disney Infinity as well, thinking that they could get away with just charging this kind of cash. And mm. while it was a great idea, the model that they put towards towards it is just it's far too expensive. Skylanders is fairly reasonable price to comparison. I think yeah. that's the reason that Skylanders, but also the gameplay with Skylanders, I've got to say, is way more compelling than it is in Disney Infinity or some of these others as well. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, that's our Nintendo news. Bad Nintendo um, news. Actually, there, are, there is one little bit of uh, extra Nintendo news. Hang on, this is now three pieces of Nintendo news. This is fucking unprecedented. What is wrong with today? There is no precedent uh, for this. Okay, go ahead. It, it was kind of, um, hey guys, have a look at these two shiny shinies. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, we lost like 23 <laughs> billion yen yeah. this year. So yeah, but it's, they, it's 23 billion yen like £4.50. <laughs> No, it's uh, $229 million. Oh <laughs> it's quite a lot. £135 million. Pounds. That's quite... Uh, uh, yeah, my, my inbuilt exchange rate obviously isn't working properly. <laughs> based, based on the profits of last year. 
they, they oh wait, well, hang on. So they have they actually lost that money, or the, is it just less than the amount that they made last year? Uh, less than the amount of the last year. Okay, uh, so they've not actually it, lost money. It's just less profit. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. They've said it's lower than expected demand for the Wii U console and 3DS handheld. Of you know course, what? The miss its forecast. The fact that you can lose that much profit based on the year before, but still make a profit, mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Yeah. Not doing bad, are they? They're, they're doing okay. <laughs> Let's face it. You can lose that much profit in a year and still kind of go, yeah, but we still, you know, we still made 220 million. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably, you know, you've earned that summer home. Really? No, that, yeah, yeah, you, that's you, no, you that was that loss. Pool. Yeah, that was lost over the year before, but how much is the total gain? Uh, no, it was. Um, <clears throat> the Japanese firm reported a net deficit of 23.2 oh, okay, so billion yen, uh, a reversal of its 7.1 billion yen profit on the previous year. Oh, okay. Right, so it is actually a deficit. It is actually yeah. a loss. It's not just that they've made less money than last year. They've actually lost money this year. Yeah. That's because they haven't really oh, okay. released a console this year, though. Or a new 3DS. Oh. This is, this is more evidence that uh, Nintendo make all their money on the hardware. Mm-hmm. And this is a complete flip, flip over. I mean, people will completely argue with me, but fuck you. You're wrong. The... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the traditional the traditional rule is companies do not make money on hardware. That's the normal rule. You, they bring out the Xbox, they bring out the PlayStation, whatever it is, they will lose money on the console. Mm. They make their money back on the license for people making games for those consoles. And for all the additional shit that you have to pay for, their online services and all the rest of it, they will make money in the long run. Nintendo, however, will either break even or lose a small amount on the consoles themselves. But the amount of fucking peripherals that those fucking bastard cell <laughs> just bounces them right the fuck back up yeah. and the amount that they sell that's the other thing the the sheer volume of consoles that they shift their their manufacturing process must be so fucking streamlined by now mm. the actual cost of these consoles versus the amount that they're making on them after six seven months of manufacture must be must sway way into their favor and they mm. don't have to drop the prices of the consoles as quick as the other major manufacturers do because the consoles are much more cost, you know, cost efficient anyway. Mm. The PlayStation, the PlayStation Four, and the Xbox, um, the Xbox One, they were fucking expensive when they came out. The Wii U didn't feel so expensive. No, it's under under three hundred. Exactly. So it didn't feel like you know they don't have to drop the price so quickly, which in the long run means that six months down the road they're now making a considerable profit on the hardware, whereas the other ones, the other guys, have got to drop it because people are saying, look, it's too fucking expensive. So three, four months down the road, the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four have both dropped their prices. Mm. So yeah. they're doing okay, but obviously not as okay as they did last year. Yeah. It's fine. Well, they can make it up. Look, it's fine if they're going to have that Pokemon game coming out. They are going to fucking be laughing, yeah. laughing yeah. their way to the bank. Pokemon and Smash Brothers are coming out soon. So. In in terms of in terms of mood swings, Nintendo in the gaming industry have probably had the most mood swings <laughs> out of any any manufacturer, and the other ones that swing end up fucking off. Yeah, Sega. Like Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Sega dead. <laughs> they had a mood swing. They never they never swung back out of that. <laughs> so Nintendo are doing okay. They're managing. They're coping. Yeah. Right. That's the that's that's got to be the end of the news. That's far too much Nintendo news for one week. My head's gonna fall off. <laughs> so so we've got to go. Uh, we've got to do the ex- ever so brief uh, upcoming games. Ross, do you want to just take the upcoming games away quickly? Yeah, there's only two major ones really. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man Two is coming out on every single game system ever. 
Uh, on the next gen or current gen consoles, is forty-two pounds on Amazon. Uh, on the other ones, I think it's a little bit cheaper, probably thirty-six. I'm going to guess at. Let me have a quick look. Uh, no, still forty-two pound on. Oh, no, thirty-five pounds. That's not bad. That's a pretty good guess. And Kirby Triple Deluxe on the 3DS, uh, £27.85. They're both out on the 16th. Oh, okay then. It's quite, quite a short one this week. Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of little kind of mini-ish indie games that are coming out this month. I don't think I've got official release dates for this. It's They, they just say May, <laughs> so it might be in a, in a little while. But there's a game called Dreadout, which hey. Al may have heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah we uh, have. It looks okay. I'm not... I'm not so convinced about this. It looks very similar to previous games where you look through a camera and get a little bit scared and there's a Japanese girl that's making weird breathing noises, which normally <laughs> I, I'm okay. I, I talked about this not too long, too long you ago, did. actually. Yeah. You did, yeah. But that's supposedly coming out this month. Um, there's another game that's coming out called Ascendant, which looks okay, which uh, is like a side-scrolling platformer, but it's, the, the art style on this thing is absolutely fucking lovely. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not so sure about this game myself, but the art style is really good, so it's worth looking at. Um... There's a load of crazy ones. There's Tango Fiesta. There's Muffin Night that's coming out on Steam as well. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there's a game called They Breathe, which, hmm. it, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> there's some weird. It looks. Do you know what? Weirdly, it looks like it might be okay, but only because it's fucked up. Like it's one of those. It's one of those. It's, you're a frog. You're effectively a frog, and you're floating around, right? So you're swimming around, and you're doing some shit, and then every now and again, you get attacked by an underwater cow. As you okay. do. And you've, got to fly, and you've got to catch bubbles to make sure that you've got some oxygen, because obviously you're a frog, you can't breathe underwater, uh, while avoiding all the cows and stuff. It's weird. Fucked up, I think, is probably the way that I would describe it. Um, yeah, I think definitely fucked up. But this has managed to get on the radar of a couple of big ones like Kotaku, so it's yeah, yeah a bit strange. Um, I think that's it. I don't think I need to go too deep into the into the extraordinarily fucked up shit that I managed to find on Steam. Um, Muffin Night looks kind of cool. Tango Fiesta, eh, not so bothered about that personally, but... Uh, Muffin Knight looks kind of sweet. If anybody's seen that, this is another side-scrolling game, but it's it's like a it's a 2D side-scroller on a 3D plane. Right. I don't know what they call that. 2.2.5D, is that yeah, right? Yeah, like um, right. oh, Rayman, the new Rayman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's almost like in a, it looks like it's kind of in arenas. But the the backdrops are really nice. The arenas look really good. All the artwork is really good. It's very colourful. It's just it's nice. It looks very nice. So that's that's coming out this month on Steam as well. Cool. That's cool I'll be honest, I'm I'm getting a little bit bored with uh, side girly games these days. Mm. Oh, yeah, so, there are I so agree. many. There I are so agree. many of them that it, it yeah. You become the dead on the inside too. You do. The problem yeah, is even the good ones are getting lost in the mix now, though. Yeah, there are, kind of there are there are some good ones out there, and they're just kind of getting lost in the mix. Muffin Knight looks pretty good. Ascendant looks pretty decent as well. But yeah, I, I agree. It's difficult. It, it's difficult to find the will to actually give them a shot because there's the so fucking many of the fucking things. You get overwhelmed by an overwhelming sense of meh. <laughs> yeah, can't be asked. I've played lots of side scrollers now. I think side scrollers have officially had their had their day. Who knows? Little while they'll probably come back again. But for now, just just let them die. Just let them die. Let them fall over and let them gurgle. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's the news. That's the upcoming releases. Can we be asked with the charts? No. No, no, fuck them. Fuck you, charts. Right, so 
We'll be fuck you and the horse you rode in on. We will be back. We'll be back in a minute. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octoroks, Tech Tech's Levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold... We're back. It's top three. And more importantly, it's my top three, even though I didn't win last week at all. In fact, I wasn't even here. So it's a sympathy top three, but it's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it whichever way I can get it. (laughs) Don't do that. that. I'm going to accept it. Any way I can get it, I'm going to accept it. I'm like, it's like I'm in prison. If I can get it, it's mine. It's fine. So, (laughs) so my top three this week for you guys. Don't take this too seriously, but... As we've as we've kind of universally panned the entire idea of uh, figurines, <laughs> games, as we've kind of universally destroyed the whole the whole thought of figurines for any type of game because they're far too expensive and generally a bit shit. I would like you to give me three games that you think, forget about money, forget about anything else, would work in a collectible figurine or a collectible uh, card style game how the game would work, and why it would be more fun in a collectible style. And I'm going to give you an example because somebody's going to use it, so I'm going to get out of the way now. The example that I thought of was Mario Kart. So the obvious example there is you can you can buy extra carts, extra characters to go in the carts, you get extra levels. Fuck the cost. Let's just go for fun. Let's say, <laughs> let's say that they are 20p each, and you can trade them, and you can do anything that you want with them, but you can collect the different cards, you can collect the different characters, and each pack is completely random, and you don't know what you're going to get in them. So it's a completely random card, you can get a completely random character, you put them together, and you have fun. Okay. So that's the kind of thing I'm after, and it can be absolutely any game. So it doesn't have to be something fun and cartoony or Nintendo-ish, it could be a horror game if you want, so L, <laughs> there you go. So... Any, anything that you like and, and the way that you would make the collectible item work within that game so I'm going to start off with Ross because he made a noise oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay I want to take it slightly differently though when you first said the idea I, something immediately sprung to my mind okay and I'm going to take the game you mentioned as well Mario Kart but I'm going to go for Mario Kart Top Trumps oh, oh okay okay because I used to love Top Trumps. Yeah, so did I. I've played for years. And if you go through all of the Mario Kart games, what, they're on eight now? There's a lot of different vehicles and collect- uh, not collectibles, uh, characters in there and weapons and stuff. I think that could work quite well. Yeah. So, so is the idea that you play Top Trumps to win the cards off of the people and then you can take the cards that you've won and, uh, and like put them on the NFC thing and then you get those items in the game? No, mine is literally... Top oh, it's Trump. just Top Trump. Yeah, it's just because <laughs> I missed Top yeah, Trump. Slightly. So there's no actual like compute like video game integration with this. It's just Top Trump. It's just a card game. See, I do like Top Trumps, mm. and you're right. It's been an awful lot of Mario Kart installments, so they got a, a lot of content to fill fill from. I will almost guarantee you that there has been a Mario Kart <laughs> or a Mario Top Trumps game. Yeah, it's Nintendo. It's come out in in Japan somewhere. Topu Trump. <laughs> Oh my god. Like that. I reckon that's what it is. Okay, I'm on board with that. And anything top trumpy, I'm I'm kind of on board with as well. I haven't played that in a long time, but that that is a serious blast from the past. Okay. okay. I'm gonna shoot for Lewis next. Uh 
I would probably go for like worms. <laughs> I like this already. So you like you buy the little worms figurines and you can <clears throat> um, like act it out. So like a worm farm, but you're actually playing worms <laughs> as well. Oh, okay. So inst- oh, what? So you actually move the worms like so? Uh, so is this like a kind of virtual? What do they call it? Augmented yeah. reality thing. So yeah, yeah. Like, put a so table. Like down you move. Neck. You, yeah, you move. You move your little worm about uh, on your connect. Or you use. Or you. Always. Always sailor. Yeah. The connected pick mine up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you move the worm about on like I don't know if you're playing it on Steam, you would use a webcam, <clears throat> uh, or if you were using whatever other device the camera that comes with it mm. and you you can like move it about and then you pop down a card for i don't know whatever weapon it is that you want to do so you, you know you're integrating two different types of collectibles of cards and the figurines um yeah and you can like customize your characters with by changing the the um like the the style of them so if you put a, a hat on it then Mm. That changes the <laughs> NFC. Okay. That, cha- that changes the NFC code. So, so they've got accessories yeah. as well. So hang on a minute. So yeah. you've got figurines for the worms. Yeah. You've got accessories for the figurines, and you've yeah. got cards for the abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Great. And it's, so the game is still played on a computer, but through yeah. through kind of augmented reality thing using the yeah. cards. So using using um, physical. Presuming each, presuming each one of these things is tradable. Yeah, so you can trade them and you can trade ownership of them. Right. Like you get little uh, little cards as deeds. Or proof of sale. Do the figurines and stuff level yeah. up? And you can yeah, them. What? Why not? So you can let you can level up. <laughs> well, I, can I'm, level. Get, I'm getting carried away now because I think we might have a game here. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. Stop talking! Stop talking! We're we're patenting this now. So you uh, yeah you can level up a worm and then wing it on eBay and uh, and get get rid get rich get shot so then ninetieth level worm paladin. <laughs> you are actually worm farming. With a plus five oh Jensen of Doom. Okay, I like this idea. Okay, good. L, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, would you like the, the the horror one first or the funny one first? Well, the thing that you got to watch out for is if you don't use up the one that might be slightly obvious, somebody else might get it. So whichever, uh, none of those answers okay. are ever obvious. Okay. Fine. I'll use the, yeah. I'll use up my Silent Hill one now before okay. someone else <laughs> takes it from me and I get into a rage. <laughs> So, Silent Hill figurines. So, each figurine is a different manifestation of a different neurosis that you'd have in-game. And each figurine that you uh, log into the game, so the one, each one that you register, um, affects the game itself. Not only in introducing a new monster, uh, which I'd want to be a singular one, which stalks you throughout all of the areas, but it introduced, uh, introduces new areas themselves and unlocks doors depending on what neurosis you choose. So say, uh, for example, in the Silent Hill game, the nurses were a manifestation of uh, like, oh, look at James's burgeoning sexual neuroses. <laughs> um, you know, oh, look at that abandoned whorehouse. Let's go in there and party. <laughs> they uh, did so give me, they gave me mixed feelings because it's, mi- it's just like, 
so hot, but so stabby. Oh, <laughs> God, no, don't look at not the sure. wrong way. I'm not sure whether to get closer or run away. It might be worth it. Do you know what I mean? I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I like this idea. So the downside is that whatever it is you pick stalks you through the game. So so the, the nastier the thing that you pick or the different type of things that you pick, or presumably you can pick more than one thing at a time. Yeah, and they And they stalk you through the game and you're, it makes the game more difficult. But the benefits are that the more things or the nastier the thing that you're being chased by, it opens up more areas and more benefits and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, see, I like it. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. It is, it is. You've got to be in horror. But that's why I only want it to be a singular monster. Right, so you don't... Scarier. You don't pick multiple ones. I almost oh, kind no, no, of no, like... No. like I, I almost you know, kind of like the idea that you could have a bit of a Dungeon Master thing going with this, where a friend could cover up the uh, the, the plate that you're putting the figurines on, so you don't know what's chasing you. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so they could put something on there, and then they, they could swap it out for something different, and so you're being chased by something different every now and again, and like fuck the game up even more. I like this. I like this quite a lot. Okay, I'm going back to Ross. Yes, I would go for... Um... What was the name of the Star Wars RPG on the PC? Knights of the Old Republic. That's the one. I would go for one of them, but with um, cards that gave you special Jedi or Sith powers that, when activated, would go onto your character. Okay. Pretty simple. So you, but... This is another trading card game, but you, you apply them to the game after you're ready. Yes. And do they, are they used then? Are they gone? Once you've applied them to your character? Yeah, they're one-time use only. I'm thinking, like, Steam cards, basically. Like a scratch-off code on it or something? Kind of like that, yeah. Well, like the like the Steam cards that you get, I'm sure they're supposed to do something in-game, aren't they? If you get them, you use them once and you... Do you know what? If they fucking do, I've never noticed I it. I know. I've heard someone say that's what they're, they're for before, but I would sell them. But I think yeah. that's the actual point of them. So something like that, where you get different powers that you can use for your, your current game and switch them in. I like this. And presumably, so is, is it a trading? So it's a trading card style game. So you can trade them with other people. Uh, so if you've if you've got something that you've already got on your character, you could trade it with somebody else for something different. Um, I was thinking more, pretty much along the whole Steam cards type of thing. So if you wanted okay, to, okay, so you could. Earn... Yeah, and if not, you could sell it. Okay, so you earn them while playing the game. Yeah, and you, and you sell it online if you if you don't want it, or you use it on your character, exactly. or mix them together to make something more powerful, and then use that on your character. Yes. Okay, yeah, I like that. So it's, it's all online. Yes, it's all through a, a one thing like Steam. So it's, this is, see, this is exactly you. This is like an achievement. <laughs> this is an enhancement of the achievement system, really, isn't it? Basically, yeah, you do things in game, you get all rewarded. Yeah, no, I like that <laughs> idea. I like it quite a lot. And you can trade it with other people, so it's a whole trading thing as well. Yeah. I like it. Lewis, what is your second attempt? Um, <clears throat> my second attempt is a think. Minecraft Lego. Okay. But reversed. <laughs> so it is a things. A no, so it's a one to one ratio Minecraft. So you build stuff. Okay. In real life and it puts <laughs> it in the game. <laughs> so this is oh another reality thing, is it? Interactive Lego. No no yeah, yeah. So so well, all right. Maybe one to one is like a, a one to one ratio is a little bit uh, OTT, but yeah, <laughs> like maybe a, a a ten to one ratio. So you build a Lego house, okay, out of like Minecraft styled le- uh, Lego bricks, 
and that then appears in the game. Okay, great. And then you can t disassemble that, and then yeah. you build something different and put it in front of the camera, and that appears in the yeah. game as well. Yeah. Oh, so if I can do augmented reality stuff here. <laughs> if you need to build, like, a shelter really quickly, and you happen to have one built at, at one side just out of, like, I don't know, uh, wood, then you can pop that down on your, your AR pad, and then there you go. That appears in the game and you're okay. There's a shelter, and you can... Um, it's basically like the... And like the um, oh, the crafting table, you can have a, an org, an AR crafting table, so you can put down your blocks. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. But so is this? So oh, see, I like this. So if you buy, if so you buy blocks. I, I guess are they in packs, so you can buy a pack at a yes. time? Are yeah, they just so assorted you blocks? Leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Lego, or you can buy like mixed blocks. Yeah. Mixed sets. So if you want to build like a just using the cabin as an example again, you get the exact number of blocks to build the cabin, but obviously you can use those to build other types of items with the same same stuff. You know, but you have to take you know what I apart. kind of like here, though? I kind of like the idea that gold blocks are very rare, or diamond blocks are extremely rare, and like yes, only every like... now and again you get like one diamond block in a mixed pack. Yeah, but so you, like... if you're in real trouble, you put a diamond block together and you hold it in front of the thing and then your guy gets a diamond sword. Yeah, so you, so basically you get like your your super common, your common, your rare, super rare, and your like the the different types, the different values of um, of blocks. I think this might be the Lewis augmented reality revolution going on tonight. <laughs> I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried that maybe we should just cut this podcast short because he's giving away shit that could make us an awful lot of money right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, how has nobody done this? How is this not a thing? You know, I, oh my god, something's coming at me. I desperately need a barrier. Quick Lego build a barrier and then hold it <laughs> up in front of the camera. That'd be yeah. amazing. Can you imagine having four people sat in the room? Guys, 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 I'm being chased. I need a bow and arrow. Fucking don't worry, I'm making the arrows now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. That'd be amazing. Okay, good. Uh, right, L, you've got it. You're going to have to do something good to top this. Let's do it. Okay, it's a Cooking Mama battle card game. But the cards, the cards are also scratch and sniff. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. great. So, it's just all Cooking Mamas. <laughs> just all of the cards, they're all Cooking Mamas. But they and, smell different. And, and they all smell different because they each have a different speciality that they can cook. <laughs> now... This is not a game for the olfactory impaired, really, is it? No. But... <laughs> Infinetta, cooking mama. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Oh, Smells like old boots, cooking mama. <laughs> no, but this... I just... I just... Yeah. Just a battle card game, like Magic the Gathering, but with cooking mamas. <laughs> and perhaps she can have... Oh, hang on. A battle card game. So a battle. This is multiplayer. So somebody yes. slaps down, you know, beetroot and uh, and uh, beetroot mama versus uh, carrot mama. And then you, <laughs> I, I see your your carrot multiplier with a steak and onion something. And, and I attach. I like, to think, I like to think that there's a speed element to this game. And at and some point, like if it gets really intense, there's a real fear of hyperventilation. <laughs> Is like, I don't know which one was beef. 
and and chances are uh, taking speed would probably make the game a lot more interesting. Or like cocaine, just you know, like cocaine yeah. or acid. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You know how they said every you know how they said every dollar bill in America is laced with at least like a 0.5% gram of cocaine yeah. or something. I like to think that every scratch and si- sniff uh, cooking mama, mama battle royale card <laughs> is laced with a similar <laughs> amount of uh, of narcotics. Much yeah. much more. <laughs> so you don't you have no idea what card you're going to play unless, unless you sniff it. you've scratched and sniffed it. Yeah, so you have to, you then... have to sniff the card to know what card you like what combat card you're about to play. Yeah, I know, right? This is this has got medical trauma written all over it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so not made... for people that have asthma. STDs. Like, uh... Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> is it Bertie Bot's any flavored bean from uh, Harry Potter? Yeah. Let's do this. But, but smelly cards. Cooking Mama's any sniffy card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my word. I've got absolutely no idea what this is, but it smells like bollocks, so I see your carrot truffle! Ah. <laughs> and you can have knives to attach to the cooking mamas and different knives, you have different bonuses. Or maybe frying pans, just cooking implements. I attach this Le Crescent pan to my cooking mama! Yes! Extra defense! T-Fowl in your face! Okay, fine. Alright, this is that's just, uh, it's just crazy. So, Ross. Do you have anything equally as crazy? Um, I'm not quite sensible in comparison, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. I'm boring, eh? Yeah, but you should collect the uh, micro machines, little cars. Oh, yes! <laughs> yeah, I, I used to love micro machines. And then the game came out, and I was just like, oh my god. I don't think I was old enough to jizz everywhere, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> mentally jizzed everywhere when that came out. The announcer in that game was superb. But in a kind of um, burnout paradise style world, so basically a big open world where you just drive around and challenges just occur in certain places okay you would have um you could swap out whichever car you were driving by whichever car you had on your little um like magical port thing basically same as skylanders or disney infinity i don't like the idea of a magical portal no it, just, shit. Like, it sounds a like garage. A, oh. a garage a garage would be a good idea yeah a mag- magical portal just sounds like a euphemism <laughs> it sounds like the kind of thing that the parents tell kids to stay away from you know <laughs> so don't that- do that Kids. When we were, when we spoke to Dan, even the developers and the the guys that were building it, yeah. when talking to press and even act, uh, not Activision's, um, is it Activision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Activision's own press team, so Dan and various other people, community managers, they still maintain that it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> they won't. They won't explain what the technology is behind Skylanders. Okay. It's just the the it's guys. Just there. magic. Yeah. It's not, pretty it's not Bluetooth. It's not. It's not NFC. It's magic. Now shut your face. Harry, and enjoy your game. Some <laughs> Harry fucking Potter shit going on with our USB connectable device. That's <laughs> <laughs> five volts of magic right there, bitches. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but okay. So micro machines, magic portal. Basically, yeah, because micro machines were really fun to just collect anyway. They were awesome. Yeah, they were. You always lose them, but yeah. Well, I mean, you could always expand that to like Hot Wheels or Mm. uh, other collectibles or other racing collectibles as well. So I like that idea. Yeah, I quite like that. And what presumably, so so there's races and it's online races. And could you do like a tune-up? style thing as well could you have it so maybe the micro machine little cars could be taken apart so they've got a different you know because didn't they they did a load of micro machines where you could take the body 
off them mm. and swap different bodies onto them, couldn't you? Yeah, fairly so. I think I remember them, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I had some of them. So you could almost do a kind of like uh, Need for Speed Underground style thing where you swap the bodies around and soup them up and make them better in the game and stuff. Mm. Oh, I'm liking this. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. Do you know what? This whole top three is starting to open my eyes to the to the possibilities of this technology. <laughs> Do you know? This is starting. This is really starting to kind of. I'm I'm beginning to wonder why companies have gone the route that they've gone with this. Because if they <laughs> listen to this podcast, I'm firmly firmly believe that the shit going down. Yeah. They could they could really easily do this. Okay, fine. Right. So we've got <laughs> we've got some crazy ones so far. <laughs> so micro machines. Burnout. Paradise. Okay, Lewis. Is this one augmented reality or is this one is this one just badass? Uh this is probably gonna be augmented reality and probably <laughs> not not a game that I would play, but um now <clears throat> you know the uh sticker albums. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ross, you must have collected these. I the, am now uh, World Cup. The World Cup sticker album, the yeah. FIFA, Pen, is it Panini, the company that puts them the out? Stickers, yeah. Publishes them? Yeah. A FIFA Panini sticker album. Nice. Now, you can, you collect the characters, you put them in your, like, I suppose, again, it would be an AR uh, sticker album, and then you, uh, you then get that character in the game. So you right. effectively start the character, the game with no characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Unknown. No, I like you start the no idea. Play. Maybe start with an unknown character, like an unknown, like, like random you, characters you, that are just your, completely generated, or even just like your. You pick your character. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Pick you, and that is it. And you don't get any other players. And then you have to unlock them by buying physical stickers. Do you know what would? Do you know really know what this would work with as well? Championship manager. Yeah. Yeah. This this so you could you unlock character and even teams. Teams yeah. or, or you know anything that you want, you you unlock it by collecting the stickers. So you're playing yeah. the whole sticker, the sticker collection game, and by sticking it in the album, you're committing it. Then you can't trade it anymore because it's stuck in the album. Yeah, yeah. And you get you then get that character to play with, and then you can start leveling them up and and all the rest of it in the game. Okay. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm not even into football, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was good. I used, to, I used to collect football stickers when I was young and attempting to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I grew out of that. Okay, yeah. L, final one now. So, um, do you remember way, way back when when we talked about Star Trek Excalibur? No. No? No. Was so, that on the podcast? That was on the podcast. That was on the podcast. Basically, Star Trek Excalibur is where you and a group of friends live star trek so you have a commander you have someone who who's like a pilot you have someone who does engineering you have someone at comms yeah so ever you have like the full lot of you all in different screens all helping to control the starship nice you know and then you know you've got the one on the tv and that's fine <laughs> so i want badges that enable you to control different sections of the ship collectible okay. 
badges. And each badge, of course, unlocks a different section of the ship on your console. So you can, like, I don't know, master different areas of the ship. So, like, loads of you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, a, a specialist in uh, Machino Linguistico. <laughs> and... You know, all these different things. I'd love that. I'd love to have, like, badges and be like, yeah, fuck you all. I'm in engineering. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds incredibly geeky. I mean, this. I mean, I'm, I'm a geek, but, man, this sounds incredibly geeky. <laughs> so it's a, sing- it's a single ship that multiple people can play on, and you can all master different, different things on the ship, all for the benefit of the same crew and the same ship and to advance the game. Yeah. Is that right? Is that right? Okay, great. So if, so I, if I understand this... It's MMO almost. No, because you're all in the same living room. Oh, you all play together in the same room. Okay, okay. So if I understand this, it's basically a co-op, but like a local co-op FTL. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. But you all, you all level up differently, and because of these badges that you've bought, yeah. you can you get different specialities. So you can go, okay, like today I'm going to play this badge and this badge. Therefore, I'm be- best placed in engineering. Hmm. And the, I guess the more you you play in engineering, the like the, the badges you level, level up. up the badge. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you can do more stuff. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. So it's a co- it's a couch based, cooperative, space like adventure. space. Adventure. Yeah, space adventure game. Oh, I, I really like this quite a lot, and presumably you can go out on away teams, and it could be all kind of interactive, and you can have connect going on, and all all kinds of stuff. Oh, and no, I actually quite like this. I've got to admit, it was a bit fucking shaky at the beginning, but now that you've explained <laughs> it, now that you've explained it, I'm on board with this entirely. Okay, this is it. That's it. That's that's all three for all of you guys. Jesus, do you know what? I've got to fucking admit, I was a little little worried about this. I was a little worried about this top three, but fucking hell, talk about rocking it out. I, I honestly didn't. I, I don't think I would have been able to think about that many. I don't think I'd have thought of that many games that you could actually apply figurines or trading cards or, or some kind of external interactivity to these games. And now that we've done this, I've got to admit, how the fuck are people not doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this has probably been the most eye-opening top three that we've ever done for me. Absolutely. Right, I'm gonna break this. I'm gonna break this down. Mario Kart top trumps really like it because i love top trumps and i like the idea of having like mario characters and and carts and possibly even having like a a kind of top trumps combo thing where you put a cart and a character together to to make like your combined card i like that idea you kind of lose points there because there's no actual like video game interactivity that's fair enough but i do love top trumps i do love the idea of that of that kind of game so you've got a six for that okay it's it's been dropped because of that. The the Knights of the Old Republic card game in which you you get to kind of online trade cards. I like the idea that achievements are actually usable. I like the idea that you're turning achievements into something that you can trade and actually do something cool with that advances the game. So you've got a seven for that, mm-hmm. only because I didn't really like Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> very much. <laughs> <laughs> that might be slightly biased, but there we go. Micro Machines Burnout Paradise. I love the idea of having Micro Machines, and Micro Machines are the perfect kind of thing to be traded in this, because they're little toys that you played with anyway, and let's face it, we, we bought them to play with them. Yeah. But also, you get to you get to put them in the game, and you get to do cool things in the game as well. So I really, really like that idea, so you've got an 8 for that one. Okay, I'm happy with it, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good. Um, right. <laughs> I'm going to go to L next. <laughs> I'm going to do L. I'm going to do L. Silent Hill figurines. 
fucking love it. Out of absolutely everything that came out of this, that is probably the most unique. I really like the idea, and I'd like to take it a step further. I'd almost like to take it... I didn't say this, but I had like a, I had a separate list of stuff, and I added this to the list afterwards because you, you, you gave me an idea. But <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons, yeah? So if you had a D&D-style game... Yes. But, yeah, it's augmented reality. You've got like the the dungeon oh master. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, the dungeon master has got one of these like magical portals or whatever you want to call it, and he's got access to a bunch of figurines that he's collected, and he can put these figurines down to attack the players, and the players have got their own magical portal things, and they can put things on them to counteract those things that they're being attacked by the dungeon master. That that was on my list after you said this though because before you said this didn't even think about it so i love the idea that it's a detrimental factor i love the idea that it's something that you're putting into the game that is actually going to hurt you so it's not something that's going to benefit you necessarily directly but it's something that's going to hurt you and i like the idea that somebody else could put a different character on you don't know what they put on and it could it could chase you you don't know what you're being chased by so i really like this cooking mama stat scratch and sniff like the diametric opposite didn't get that <laughs> didn't get this at all right i think maybe you were reaching a little bit with this, this one be funny it was funny it was nonsensical it was funny um i like i kind of like the idea i don't see how it would work in a game but it would be fucking hilarious especially if you've got four people in the same room all completely panting and dying of hyperventilation because they're, they're, they're all, all trying to yeah and they're all drunk Great. and they're scratching sniffing all these cards um the Star Trek badges, however, love that. I really, really like that idea. I like the idea of a co any cooperative couch-based game is great. You stuff augmented reality into it, and it's co-op, so you're not playing against each other, and you level up, and it's Star Trek. I've got to admit, the enormous geek factor on this would probably not make it sell to the masses. No! But oh, but <laughs> it's a strong it's a strong contender. It's a nice idea. I'm going to give you a seven for that. <laughs> Lewis, 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 Lewis. Rich, rich, rich. Let's not beat around any kind of bush here. The worms figurines, accessories, and trading card combination. You've got nine for that. Good stuff. That is every single kind of tradable augmentable character that you can possibly get and the fact that you're using it in augmented reality as well so you're putting mm -hmm. the figures down in front of your connect or whatever it is and you're moving them around and playing the cards to actually play the character fucking love it i absolutely love it everything's reusable you can trade everything about it you can level the characters up love it love it love it minecraft augmented reality makes no it likes it's crazy it's stupid it's a crazy idea i don't think it would actually work in practice but i love the actual idea of it um you're getting an eight for that cool football stickers game i'm really sorry guys but as much as it pains me to hear it every single week when i get told that lewis wins <laughs> lewis wins the football stickers okay, game okay. he's got another eight for this this was an absolutely brilliant idea every kid loved to love to collect the football stickers when i was at school before pog came out which was mm -hmm. the only one that you guys didn't hit on i was wondering whether somebody was going to hit pog the football stickers, everybody was collecting football stickers. If you put that into a, into a kind of augmented reality game where by the time you've stuck the sticker down, you've committed that character to the game and you can then play it in the game, I fucking love it. 
I absolutely love it. It's taking a collectible sticker thing. So you've got your whole playground side of things. Granted, I get weird looks when I'm in the playground trading <laughs> stickers nowadays. But 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 normally before it was weird. You could you could trade all your stickers, and then on top of that, you've got anything. You know, you've got you've got the game. You've got the game that you can put the stickers into, and you get those characters. I'm not into football games, but I fucking love this idea. There's only one thing left that I that I'm surprised that Lewis specifically didn't come up with. But to be honest, I think your answers were stronger than this anyway. It, it's the Fallout 3 bobbleheads. Oh, I was yeah. kind of expecting you to go with it because they're a thing that's already in the game. You can collect it, them in real life and put them on something and, and kind yeah. of in the game. But it, but. It, <laughs> It did cross my mind, but uh, I thought these, so, the ones that I went for were uh, slightly stronger. Your answers were stronger. Guys, <laughs> do you know what? All of those were really good. All of them. The Scratch and Sniff... Alright, that was a little bit. <laughs> the, Mario, the Mario Kart Top Trumps could have been improved with an actual in-game integration somehow. Yeah. But other than that, fucking hell. I genuinely didn't think that you guys would be able to pull out so many actually usable and workable kind of figurine or external collectible items that would work in computer games but you managed to pull it off so well done that was really good that was extraordinarily eye-opening and i think that maybe we should hold this podcast back until we can get the patents down all <laughs> so lewis wins congratulations lewis thank you very much other guys i'm sorry i do i completely understand your pain i go, I go through it every single week but i couldn't do anything about it this week the, the numbers spoke for themselves i can't believe lewis won with a football answer I know. So, I can't I believe know, he went right. with a football answer, and I was scoring. <laughs> I know. That's the craziest thing. No, that's brilliant. Congratulations, Lewis. Commiserations, you guys. You. But no, really strong, everybody. I'm, I'm really happy about that. If anybody else, if anybody else was listening to that and actually thinking to themselves, "Holy fuck in a basket!" I can't believe people haven't done these things. Tweeters. Let us know at ReadyP2 on Twitter because, yeah, that shocked me a little bit. So well done, guys. Well done. Right, that was brilliant. Okay, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a short break. We're gonna outro, and then we're gonna fuck off. Does everybody feel like fucking off? I do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fuck off. I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good about this fucking off situation. No, we'll be right here. back. Oh, no, no, you. All right, Elle's gonna stay here. We're all gonna leave. We will be right back. The rain has stopped. The sun came out. What a beautiful day to take my family out. To the mall, then we split up. My wife takes Sean to get some shoes for his feet, and that's really sweet. But I got Jason, I got Jason. Oh, wait, no, where did he go? He was standing right here. My wife's gonna kill me. Jason, where did he go? You got me searching high and low My heart is racing Press X to Jason I'm walking around Then I see a clown And next to him Is my little boy So I bought him a toy He's selling balloons Jason wants a red one So I shell out Two single dollar bills then Jason runs for the hills, my wife just spotted me Then I tell her our son is gone, then I'm on the hunt again Press X to Jason Jason Press X to Jason Press X to Jason 
crowd in this mall I don't see Jason, he's so small Oh hey, I see a red balloon, oh no That's not my kid at all Then I walk outside to see Jason crossing the street How could he have walked that far? Then Jason is killed by a car We're back, but we've got to go. L has a pressing engagement. L, how pressing is your engagement? <laughs> that noise tells you how pressing her engagement is. So, we have to get going. L, would you like to tell everybody who you are, where you are, and why you've got to go? Go! Hi, I'm Escaping IRL. I interview people. One of them is going to be Rand Miller in about eight minutes. But there <laughs> we go. You can find written stuff on the site. But you can also, in the future, find awesome reviews and indie spotlights. If you're an indie dev and you would like a spotlight, then go ahead and ask. If you are a person who likes indie devs and you think that they deserve a spotlight, go ahead and ask. There we go. Peace out. Done. I'm Rich. You can find me at Zebwen on Twitter. You can occasionally find some of the shit that I've written down on the forums on the Ready Player 2 website. I very, very infrequently write stuff on the actual Ready Player 2 website, so probably don't bother looking for me there. Um, Lewis, do it. Uh, I Lewis eighty seven. Google me. <laughs> That's it. Ross, go ahead. I'm at Ross Bell nineteen eighty four and at Man on the Post. That's all you need to know this week. Thank you very much. We have been the four horsemen of the Ready Player Two apocalypse. We bid you adieu. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good Goodbye. <laughs> so I'm just looking at that video. Laughing about it. Can't run into a door. It's <laughs> only 10 seconds. French, French baking program and a cat bait. They, they <laughs> cut. <laughs> there's, um, there's a gif under it, just under. Oh, sorry, a gif. I love it. Just underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they've left that in. <laughs> how have they? How, have they <laughs> how did that not get edited out? If that happened in my video, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.